What's good? It is the Everything is Marketing podcast. My name is Eric Hulkering, getting ready for the weekend. Hope you're going to do something fun. I'm not really sure what we're going to do, but I'm sure it's going to be fun because that's what you do on the weekend, right? All right. Uh, we got lots to do today. Uh, we're going to talk about potty training. Lots and lots of potty training. Everything is marketing. Marketers ruin everything. Welcome to the Everything is Marketing podcast. What I don't want to do is to pretend this is show number one. What would the hero of your life's movie do right now? Do that. Do those things. So I know I've made jokes before. My wife and I are currently, um, with our three-and-a-half-year-old, locked uh, horn via horn um, doing the potty training thing. Uh, Peeing, easy deal. Uh, The other one, not so much. And uh, it's been a constant struggle. And what's really interesting is that my daughter freaks out every time that she has to poop um, and just has an irrational, what I would deem an irrational uh, response to going to the bathroom. And my wife was, um, we were in the bathroom the other day talking our daughter down and saying, hey, everything's going to be fine. It doesn't really hurt. Everything's totally fine. And then she does it and it's totally fine. And then we just start all over again. And my wife was like, you know, I, I just think you should be more patient, which I totally should be more patient. I will readily admit that. So you should be more patient. This is something new for her. And I stopped. And this is where my patience doesn't really um, do me any favors. And I said, well, it's it's not really something new for her. She was just doing it in her pants for three years, and now we're asking her not to do it in her pants. It's a completely irrational fear of something she has done since she was born. Uh, and it got me to thinking about how that translates to business. And, and most people, I think, um, from time to time anyway, feel that I, I'm, I might have a screw or seven loose. And this might be one such episode where I'm comparing potty training to your business plan. But I'm being dead serious. How many of us have this irrational fear of something new and we dig our heels into the dirt and absolutely positively will not let the change happen or will not let the change happen uh, either naturally or calmly or quietly because we want to fight it just because it's different, just because we're not really sure we understand it. Even though, like in this case with my daughter, right, it's something completely natural that everybody does. In fact, every creature on earth, every plant on earth gets rid of waste in some way, shape, or form. It's just something that we all do. So it's an absolutely, positively irrational fear. Do you have one of those irrational fears? Is there somebody in your organization that has an irrational fear of something? How do you manage that? And that's the part of this that I haven't quite worked out because, of course, I'm still in the circle of hell that is potty training, so I haven't quite mastered. In fact, I was talking to a friend the other day who has two children, and we have a second child on the way, and that uh, the timing is such that we didn't quite realize what an uphill battle potty training was going to be, or we, we might have maybe rethought uh, having two children because it's the least fun part thus far of, of parenting, I would say. Um, or I would say at least one of the things that we've struggled with the most. And I think a lot of organizations struggle with something similar is, is dealing with employees or team members or staff members or bosses that have an irrational fear of something coming and won't even let it happen and cut it off before they even get a chance to figure out whether or not it's actually worthwhile. Um, and in an age of innovation, in an age of change, in an age when specifically marketing and sales is changing so quickly, you cannot afford 
to dig your heels in on just about anything. You know, we talk and talk and talk about Facebook and what's going on on Facebook and what you can do with dark posts and how many posts should you do a day? What should those posts be like? Oh, have you tried native video on Facebook? The engagement is great. Well, is the engagement great because it's only, uh, if it's a two-second play that counts as a view, did they get anything in two seconds? Is that really engagement? And then an hour later, let's say Facebook is gone. And then we're on to something else. Hey, have you tried Meerkat? Hey, have you tried Periscope? Hey, have you tried uh, Snapchat Discover? Right? All of these things are happening in the social space. Just as many things that are happening where I tend to live in the social space are happening in the search space, are happening in the targeting space, are happening in the branding space, are happening in the medium spaces, right? How TV interacts with human beings is changing just as rapidly. How radio stations are reacting to the digital space. How paper is reacting in ways where and how paper is reacting uh, is something that's happening all around us in every, and I've said this on more than one podcast, that disruption is happening everywhere. And the reaction to disruption is something that I'm very, very fascinated with. And, and studying my daughter and being a part of this thing has made me highly aware uh, about people in business specifically that are not embracing or not ready to embrace any sort of change. Um, and I don't, I don't know that I have an answer. I, I actually just wanted to start a discussion about what that's like and maybe reverse engineer you helping me through this potty train, training thing. I'm not really sure. But I did want to have this discussion about fear and, and what is fear and how do you deal with that fear and how do you deal with an irrational fear? You know, have you met somebody who's afraid to go to the ocean that lives in Grand Rapids? Right. Like they don't ever really have to go to the ocean. So that might be a completely irrational fear. How do you deal with that, though? They built in their mind. We talked about Jaws yesterday. They built in their mind that in every ocean in the world, there are giant man eating sharks that are literally just waiting for you to put your toe in the water so that they can consume you in mass immediately, if not sooner. That is not true. Most who and again, this is something that I uh, live, eat and breathe because I, I fascinated by sharks but like you would be sh struck by lightning sooner than you would be eaten by jaws or anything like jaws so an irrational fear you're scared of flying again a highly irrational fear flying is a fairly safe thing to do in fact it's more dangerous to drive to work than it is to fly anywhere but but we have this irrational fear because it's different right the plane is in the air so clearly it must be more dangerous well that couldn't be further from the truth because unlike automobiles when it's just any idiot that can drive gets to drive presumably you have to go through a lot of training and a lot of hours of training to fly an aircraft thus tends to be safer way to travel uh you know customer service aside it's certainly not the most pleasurable way to travel but as far as safety goes fairly safe but there are a lot of people that are afraid of flying and all of these people have this fear and and there may not be a way to overnight snap your fingers and fix this but i, I think the first step is recognizing that fear you know and and again I'm highly attuned to this, to what's going on in my personal life. And then right around the corner, we've got an event next week, an event that we've never done in a venue that we've never used doing, you know, a, um, a thing that we've never really uh, entered into as an organization. And all of those things are super exciting and super scary, right? Because you've got all of these things that could happen and all of these things that could go wrong. But I'm the type of person that I enjoy that feeling. I enjoy feeling just a skosh 
out of control and figuring out how you fix all of those things leading up to the event and all the way through the event until the event's over. In fact, one of my biggest flaws, I would say, as, as an individual is I'm terrible, terrible at celebration. I, I don't care for it or about it. Um, and there are plenty of people around me that love to celebrate wins, and, and they are I, I feel much better people than I am because they do that. I'm more addicted to this part. So leading up to we've got an event on Thursday taking place in Grand Rapids that we're all very excited about. I'm excited about all of this stuff. When the event's over and it's a success, I won't even think one more minute about it because I'll be on to the next thing to do. And that's a huge flaw, uh, both as a manager and as a human being and something that I, I need to work on, especially I think when you have little ones, you should celebrate things um, with much more gusto, and I'm working on that. But one of the things that it serves me is I, I don't have a lot of time. I don't spend a lot of sleepless nights freaking out about things that I'm, I'm not in control of because there's no point in freaking out things that, uh, that I don't have control of. And, and my wife and I have these really fun discussions because she's somebody who worries about those things. And, and that's why our relationship works so well because she's going to worry about those things and, and I'm not so much. And I think that might be the key is getting people in your organization that, that will freak out about those things and balance them with people that maybe won't freak out about those things and maybe are addicted to the climb up to the event and maybe not what happens after the event because that's for somebody else to celebrate because they've, they've got other things to do, other dragons to slay, if you will. But I wanted to spend a couple minutes before we head into the weekend uh, when you've got a lot of time to kind of reflect and think about irrational fears. What are your irrational fears and how are you dealing with them? And how do you deal with fear? And then how do you deal with the fear of failure? Are you okay with failure? Are you okay? Like if you're talking to me, am I okay if Thursday goes horribly wrong? I mean, it could. It's, it's event marketing. Maybe one of the scariest two words in the English language to put together, events and marketing. Um, many things could go wrong. Is there fear there? There's absolutely fear there, but how are you going to deal with it? Because you can either be paralyzed by it and just stand in place and think that, that you know, to use my daughter again, that think that something strange is happening to your body, or you can just go, oh, this is happening. How am I going to react to it? A much more rational reaction than uh, what is currently going on in my household. Uh, so I, I pre appreciate, I should say, the uh, moment to vent a little bit. I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful Friday. We will talk soon. You want to uh, um, engage, and maybe you've got some pointers on how you deal with fear. Email me. It's eric at mlive.com, E-R-I-C at M-L-I-V-E dot com, or on Twitter at Polymath and Vine. Have a wonderful and rational, not irrational, wonderful and rational Friday. We'll talk soon. It's the Everything is Marketing Podcast. <laughs>